What up, guys? Your boy Quake, and I'm back with a brand new episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast, number 134. Vito is not with me once again. I know, you guys, It's he's got a lot of personal things he has to take care of, um, so he'll be back when we do the live, which is the, the five-year anniversary of Diverse Mentality, which, by the way, is this upcoming Saturday, which I believe is April 16th. We're going to go live at like 5 p.m. Eastern, somewhere around there. Maybe earlier, maybe a little bit later, probably earlier. But I just want to put 5 p.m. Eastern out there just in case, you know, you guys are like, oh, why are you guys late, blah, 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 blah. So um, I'm going to be having like a cake there, uh, celebration type of thing. Uh, we might actually do a giveaway. I don't know. We're kind of thinking about it. Um, even though we're giving away two PlayStation 5s and $100. Uh, if you haven't entered the PlayStation 5 giveaway, Go to diversementality.com forward slash giveaway. Contest ends May 15th. Uh, the live giveaway, I believe, is May 21st. I might be wrong on that date specifically because I can't remember all these dates. But uh, enter because it's still open. Diversementality.com forward slash giveaway. Two PlayStation 5s, disc version, digital version, and then $100 cash to whatever. You know what cash app, you want PayPal, whatever the case may be. Um and then patreon.com forward slash diverse mentality. We appreciate the support there. And um, yeah, I'm going to be gone, like I said, on April 22nd till the 29th. It is my upcoming birthday. And because it's the five-year anniversary of diverse mentality and my upcoming birthday, I said, you know what? Let me go go on vacation because I haven't had a legit vacation since the summer of 2020. I did go on vacation last year, but man... That was, uh, I don't know. That that was just not even a vacation. It was, it was hell for like the first three four days. If I tell you, actually, let me let me tell you guys that story, anyways, because I I know I gotta I barely have any articles here because there hasn't been really too much news here. So let me tell you guys that story about the vacation of last year and how shitty it went, and why. Once again, we always talk about this on the podcast. Read your contracts. Make sure you know what you're doing. Be fully aware. If you don't understand anything, get a lawyer. To read the contract. Now, why am I talking about contracts? What is going on? So, in 2021, last year, in the summer, I planned to go with me and two of my friends. We went to somewhere in Florida. I forget exactly. But we went somewhere in Florida, right? And, you know, we're getting the hotel, blah, blah, blah. I decided to rent. I didn't want to rent a regular car because I wanted um, I wanted to actually try out uh, this Audi, this Audi Q8. Um, this Audi was just something that I really, I like Audi. I'm an Audi fan. I have an Audi and, uh, the Audi Q8, I just like it. You know, I like the RS Q8, which is the top line model. That's the best one that you can get. But, you know, I couldn't find that on this app that I was looking for cars at. And I found, you know, a Q8. So I contact these people to rent that car. Um, they, they're like, you know, I look at the price for a week and it's like $2,600, something crazy, right? I was like, I'm not paying that much for an Audi Q8 for a week. That's not happening. Nobody's going to pay that, at least on my end. I'm not paying that shit. So while I'm talking with the person, I'm like, hey, it's too much money. I'm not paying 2600 I was expecting it to be a lot lower. She then um, says, hey, here's here's something that I can do for you. Um, I can do this rent thing outside of this app. And that way we don't get charged fees. You get a cheaper price. We get more profit. And everybody's happy. So I'm like, okay, this sounds kind of weird and sketchy, but I was like, okay, um, you know, why not? 
everybody wins. They win, they get more cut because that company doesn't take their cut. Uh, I get it cheaper, so why not? So we end up agreeing to like something like 1500 for a week, which is still a lot of money in my opinion, but whatever. It's way better than paying 2600 which is 1000 1100 more. So she gives like, she hands me this like kind of contract. Um, and usually when you rent a car, you have like a mile limit. You have, uh, you know, the, the day of when you're picking it up, the day when you're returning it. And, you know, you have rules like don't smoke in the car or whatever, no pets in the car, whatever the person has, you know, as rules. Um, so the contract just basically said, hey, you pick it up on this day at this time, you return it this day and this time. If you go, like, I had like, I don't know how many miles I had on the car that, that I could drive on it. I think it was like 1,200, 1,400, something like that miles, right? Um, and going to Florida, coming back, you're already going to put like five, 600 miles, depending on where you go, from Georgia at least. So, you know, they she gives me the contract. I look it over quick, sign it, you know, seems straightforward. Uh, you know, we meet at a location. She has the car there. I check it out, give her the deposit of all the money. She gives me the keys to the car. I take the car like normal. However, this is what happened. This is where the confusion kind of happened. And it was kind of on my end, but I mean, at the end of the day, I still wasn't in the wrong, and you'll see why. I We originally planned to go to Savannah, Georgia, which is still in Georgia, because I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia is where Quando Rondo's from. Shout out to Quando Rondo. <laughs> and there's like beaches over there and stuff. So we were originally planning to go there, but then we had some friends in Florida. They're like, hey, come over here. You can come kick it, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, uh, let's just go to Florida. It was like a last minute thing. I didn't really think anything of it. My friends flew there, blah, 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 pick them up there. So instead of going to Savannah, Georgia, I go to Florida. While I'm going to Florida, you know, I get to the airport to pick up my friends, pick them up. Literally after picking them up, and I haven't seen my friends in probably, one of them I haven't seen in a year, and the other one I haven't seen in two and a half years. So it's been some time, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, we're all happy, blah, blah, blah. I can't wait for this trip. It's going to be fun. Um, she texts the girl with the car that let me rent her car. She texts me. She, out of like, out of the blue is like, Hey, why is my car in Florida? And why is it not in Georgia? That's illegal. She was like, uh, what are you doing with my car there? I don't, I didn't consent to the car being there. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to put a warrant out for your arrest. If you don't return the car, I'm going to report it as stolen. Just escalated it to like some crazy shit where me you know i haven't been i've never had a warrant out for my arrest i haven't dealt with this type of shit so initially i was scared don't get me wrong i was being a bitch i was like what the fuck is going on um so i just tell her hey i'm sorry you know it was a last minute thing i'll give you an extra 100 200 dollars you know and you know hopefully that that settles it and we can just kind of move on from the situation i'll give the car back at the same time that we agreed stuff like that whatever um she's like no you know, you, we, we agreed to Georgia and you're going to Florida. You could be drug trafficking. You could be sex trafficking, human trafficking. Just accusing me of all kinds of crazy shit, like the craziest stuff. And I get it. You know, Florida, Miami, cocaina, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. I get it. I get that accusation. You know, I look kind of, you know, a little, you know, not, you know, your average typical guy. You know, I got bushy eyebrows and like, you know like Arab looking a little bit, whatever. I don't know what her assumption, my name is foreign too. So it's like, you know, um, she just assumed things, right? So she's saying all this outlandish shit, right? And I'm like, hey, um, you know, she's basically accusing me of stealing the car, essentially. If you don't, she said within 24 hours, if this car is not returned to me, I will 
contact police. I will tell them this car is stolen. It would be a warrant out for your arrest, and you're, you know, they'll find you. Because she did have a tracker on the car, by the way, and the keys, there was a tracker. So I was like, listen, I was like, listen, lady, you've lost your shit. I'll give you an extra $200 if you want to, you know, if you want some extra money for me taking it last minute change plans. But I'm not about to ruin my whole vacation and return the car to you. That's not going to happen. I'm not about to drive another eight hours back just to give you the car. She's like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's your problem. Watch, you're going to see your police are going to come and, you know, you're going to get arrested, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't do shit. I was like, I didn't do nothing wrong. I have text messages to prove. I have transactions to prove that I'm not, I haven't stolen this car. This is rented out. Usually when you rent a car, unless in the contract it says, hey, you can't take it to this location or this, usually it's your car for however long you, you take it, whatever you do with it. That's, you know, as long as you're following the rules, you're not like, if like, let's just say we agreed to a date and I didn't bring it back on the date, then it's stolen. At that point, you can say, hey, this guy stole it. We agreed to this date, you know, whatever. Um, you can take it wherever you want to, you know, as long as you don't have pets, you know, whatever the rules are, no pets in the car, no smoking. So I was like, I haven't broken any rules. I haven't gone over the miles. Even if I went over the miles, the rule was like 50 cents per mile if I went over. So I didn't go over the miles. The date hasn't come yet. I was like, whatever, do a warrant. I could care less. I'm offering an extra 200. You don't want to take it. It is what it is. She then calls me later that, that, that day. It's like, Hey, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Just keep trying to scare me and shit. And initially I was scared, but then I thought I was like, man, there's nothing. I didn't do anything wrong. So she then, um, yeah, we get off the phone call or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I pretty much, I, I text her like, Hey, I'll drive the car back. You know, it's going to ruin my vacation. I'll drive the car back and give you the car back, but I want my money back period. You know, I didn't get to rent this car at all. I'll give you the first day, whatever the day amount was per day. I think it was like $200 or something like that. I'll give you the first day that I had it. That's it. I get the rest of my money back. You get your car back. We're done. She was like, nope, if you bring a car back, I get to keep all the money and I get my car back. I was like, fuck. I was like, hell no. I was like, I'd rather get a warrant out for my arrest than deal with that bullshit. So I gave her that option, blah, blah, blah. Now, in my mind, I'm like, okay, fuck. I probably fucked up because let me read the contract. Maybe I didn't understand something. I go over the contract and literally there is nothing on the contract that says I can't take it out of state. I can't take it out of Georgia. There's nothing on the contract that says that. So I'm like, I didn't do shit wrong. I was like, okay, let me make sure though, because I could be wrong. Maybe there could be some, some, you know, lawyer paperwork. There's some words that could be, you know, finessed. And I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but to me, it looked like, you know, I was fine. What I do to, to basically bulletproof this argument, I contact three lawyers. One of them is my friend, shout out to Abdullah. And then two is actual lawyers that, you know, I deal with. Uh, Sean and Will, shout out to both of them. I sent them all out, right? And I sent out to my uh, to one of my friends too. Um, I sent it all out. I asked, hey, am I in the wrong here? Literally, like all of them were just like, she can kiss your ass. You didn't do shit wrong. So uh, the next day, mind you, she's still, ah, you're not returning the car. Well, I still texting me. I'm on vacation. I'm supposed to be enjoying my fucking vacation. This has been going on for two, three days, right? So finally, like on the third day, um, you know, once I get confirmation from my lawyers, once I get everything like just kind of settled out, whatever, everything's legit. I contact, I'm like, I contact her and I'm like, Hey, listen, I contacted my lawyers. I'm not in the wrong here. Your car will be delivered on the date and time that we agreed with. 
and this conversation is over. Nah, she just like starts sending a bunch of text messages. Ah, like, no, no, that's not. Uh. So I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, you can keep texting me. You can keep threatening me. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not, I didn't do anything wrong. I was like, bring the police, do whatever you want. So I, I'm welcoming it this time because I know I didn't do anything wrong. I never did anything wrong from the jump. So mind you, here's, here's where I knew I wanted this. She texts me after I say, hey, I'm not, I don't care that you're, you know, keep texting me all you want. I don't care anymore. She texts me after and is like, well, because you took the car over and you didn't tell me, give me an extra $200. I was like, bitch. I was like, what? This is what I said from the beginning. I told you from the beginning, I will give you an extra $100, $200. Let's just, you know, it's my fault for not telling you, but still, I, didn't, I wasn't obligated to give her that money at all. I just do that because I want to be nice about the situation. You know, I'm not an asshole. I get it. She was probably upset. I didn't convey to her that I'm taking it a little bit further out than what we originally agreed. I get it. So I was like, you know what? I'll give you an extra 200. You know, it's fine. After she's proven wrong, she then asked for the money. I was like, listen, bitch, I offered you the $200 in the beginning. And you said no. And you instead threatened me. Instead, weren't out for rest. All this bullshit. So I was like, no, you're not getting shit. You're getting your car back when we agreed, and that's it, and that's final. So that was it. That deal with that on my vacation, whatever. I'm putting my, you know, parentheses of vacation for the first three to four days. Mind you, in those first three to four days, by the way, too, we went on the beach, and I had this, like, kind of, uh, what's one of those alcohol drinks that's, like, mixed with, like, uh, it wasn't really an alcohol drink. It's one of those, like, drinks that has, like, a little bit of alcohol in it. Um, it's like mixed with like flavors and shit like that. Um, you know, I take that with my friend to the beach. There's a sign that says no alcohol, no drinking on the beach. I didn't see the sign. So the second we like lay down on the beach on the sand, um, cops immediately pull up in their little like stupid little cruiser with the beach, you know, shit. Literally like right when we lay down, it was like five seconds. They come, hey, you're not supposed to have alcohol on the beach, blah, blah, blah. We could arrest you. We could take you to jail right now. But instead, we're just going to give you a fine. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm not even a fucking resident. I'm not, I don't even, I don't know this area. Like, you're not even going to give me a warning. You're just going to flat out give me a ticket. So I was pissed because I was dealing with that bitch over there about the car. Now I got to deal with this stupid officer over here. And that's when I knew there wasn't a warrant out for my arrest. Because at that moment, you know, while me and her were arguing, she said, hey, I'm putting out a warrant for your arrest. So at that moment, I knew that there was no warrant out for my arrest because the cop was there, ran my name random, whatever, everything, my, social, uh, my ID, all that, social security, no warrant was out for me. Regardless, we ended up getting a fine. It was like $130. The people around us were like, hey, you guys want alcohol? You know, we can we can give it to you guys in like secret. I was like, man, I don't give a, I don't even want to fucking be on this beach anymore. Fuck this place. Fuck that bitch. Fuck everything. That's how shitty this trip was going. So, mind you, four days have passed by. We got like three days left on this trip because usually when I go on vacation, I go for about a week. You know, especially if it's close here. If it's like farther away overseas or something, I'll go for like two weeks. But so there you go. There's like four days gone. Mind you, the first day is driving here. So half that day is gone. And then the last day is driving back, which is basically the whole day is gone. So you technically get five days of actually relaxing, you know, whatever you want to refer to as relaxing. So that whole vacation went to shit. The funniest shit about this, though, is I come back, right, to deliver her her car. I wash the car, I vacuum the car, 
spotless, right? So she has no excuse, no bullshit to find me a charge or anything. Cause I know she, she would probably be like, Hey, this has dirt, blah, blah, blah. So I cleaned it. So there's no way she could find me anymore. Anything. I come back, you know, my sister's with me cause I need a ride obviously to get back home. Cause I'm dropping off a car. This bitch, right? She pulls up in this, like her boyfriend has this like Ford F-150 big ass, like, uh, just lifted, right? The vehicle's huge. Pulls in there, gets out of the vehicle. Mind you, I'm nice about the situation because I don't really care. You ruined my vacation, but it is what it is. I could care less. I won in this situation because I was in the wrong. So I'm like there smiling. I'm like, hey, you know, hope uh, everything is good. Check out the vehicle. She just looks at me like she gives me this look like she looks she looks at me up and down like I'm some peasant and then just like takes the keys. Doesn't even say thank you. And it looks at me like I'm yeah, like I'm some fucking peasant. Like I, I I'm not worthy of this vehicle that you know, I, 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 you know, I could never afford an Audi Q8 when my RS5 was worth more than that car. That's the, the crazy thing about it. I, you know, at that moment, you know, you have that moment where you like freeze and you think, what should I do? Should I take the asshole route or should I just, you know what? I won because clearly in the contract it said, hey, I can do whatever I want. I can take it wherever I want. It's their fault. I won. That's why she's pissed. I won. She couldn't get to me. Or do I just be an asshole and be like, hey, uh, you're a bitch. You're wrong. Next time, do your per- paperwork right. I I didn't care, man. I didn't care how she looked at me. I didn't care. Whatever. Come to find out, I have a friend that works at Audi, and she takes her car to service there. Turns out that car isn't even hers. It's her boyfriend's that just gives it to her for renting, and she can make some side money. So she doesn't even own that car. That's the funniest shit out of all this. She looked at me like some peasant and doesn't even own the vehicle, man. Like She needs to be humbled badly like i hate people like that who think just because they have something nice that they're better than you i drive an audi i could care less about i love cars but i could care less about that car it doesn't make me a better person than anybody that car could burn right now at this second i could give a shit less it doesn't matter to me material things have never made me feel like i'm better than somebody have never made me feel like oh i'm this you know god or like everybody else is a peasant i could care less so that's why in that situation was very disappointing Hopefully she gets humbled down the line through something um, because, you know, you, you just did the contract wrong. You did it wrong. Own up to it. It is what it is, you know, because I know businessmen. I know contracts. I know these things. You can't just one up me and be like, hey, return the vehicle and I get to keep all the money and I get to return the vehicle. Like, no, that's not how shit works, man. You're not going to bully me around like that. Now, in the beginning, I was scared a little bit. I'm not going to not going to cap, man. That was the first time I ever had a text message where it was like, hey, a warrant's out for your arrest or stealing a vehicle. I'm like, I didn't steal shit. So, uh, I say all that to say I'm going on vacation. Hopefully no bullshit happens on this vacation. Cause the last one was horrible. The one before that was pretty good, but, um, yeah, so I didn't really enjoy anything in 2021 before I leave for vacation though. Like I said, I'm going to give you guys content. I always, whenever I go for vacation, I always leave you guys with content because I feel bad if I don't. So you got the young, young dolphin, Yo Gotti documentary versus what really happened coming. You got uh, the what, what Happened to Kid Kid documentary with the Kid Kid interview coming. I'm trying to do that game Doctor's Advocate video, but I'll have to probably do it when I get back because it's very hard to scrunch it in this amount of time. I literally got about a week a week left yet to finish everything up. So it's going to be very, very time-consuming, very, very, um, you know, execution has to be perfect. So let's get into the news. Uh, YNW Melly's tattoos are going to be used as evidence for gang affiliation in his murder trial. So this is not good news, obviously. But his, uh, his trial has started, um, so 
I'm surprised it's not like as broadcasted as Six Nines was. I don't know. It seemed like Six Nines was like everybody was paying attention to it. But here, people are paying attention to it, but just not as much, I guess. Six Nine was, I don't know if Six Nine was a bigger artist because YNW Melly's got hits for days. Uh, let's go. So the article says a judge will allow YNW Melly's tattoos to be used as evidence in his upcoming murder trial. A video shared by Mohammed Gnat, CEO of Lawyer for Workers, revealed that prosecutors said Melly's numerous inkings across his body would be used as evidence to help them prove that one of the reasons behind this murder was gang affiliation. Gnat added that the under Florida law, that's an enhancement. It subjects you to, I think, the death penalty if you get convicted of murder with a gang connection. He concluded in his video that more motions are coming before the official trial begins. Okay, so the trial hasn't begun yet, sorry. Uh, this coming week, the judge is going to hear a motion seeking to exclude the prosecution's expert witness who says that the fatal shots came from the back seat. It's been three years since YMW Miller has been arrested and accused of murdering his two friends, Christopher YMW Juvie and Anthony YMW Sack Chaser Williams. So the trial finally began on April 4th. However, Complex later reported that due to unresolved legal issues, the start of the trial was delayed with no new date announced yet. Okay, so... No new date announced yet. That's why people aren't really talking about it yet. But that's big, man. If they, if they, um, since they're allowing the tattoos, yeah, basically they can seek the death penalty, which is some serious shit, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. In that situation, you know, it's it's hard to say what would you prefer in that situation. I know that's crazy. That's like, hey, would you rather die or live for the rest of your life in a box? Um, yeah, it, it, I, I can't comprehend in my mind if I got sentenced to life or death, how I would react. Like, none of us could really... We could say what we would prefer or whatever. I don't know. Life in prison, to me, unless I had kids and some type of purpose to live in that prison, like, if I just found out, hey, I'm starting to help people around here, I'm starting to become some sort of asset to society, even though I did it wrong, then I'd want to live. But man, if it, you know, if I didn't have kids, you know, like... Yeah, you have family members, stuff like that, that can visit you. But even there, it's like you only can see them so much. Then, you know, you're not really doing much to the community. You're kind of just somebody who accidentally, or not accidentally, but murdered somebody. And then it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird situation. I, I, I Personally, I wouldn't want life in prison. I think, I think I'd go insane, potentially. I don't know. To me, I'm pretty used to staying inside the house. But in staying inside of a box, like a small window... It's a whole different, like, ballpark, you know. I've stayed in my room for a while because I work, and I just close the room. I work, 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 office sometimes, work, work, work in this room. But, you know, you can take a break and watch TV. You can, you know, go get some food. You know, you're, you're free, essentially. So, but I don't know, staying in a box for that long, it's, it's a different, you know, different type of challenge mentally, at least. So, we'll keep our eye on the YNW Melly case. But, yeah, they're seeking, I think they're seeking the death penalty. I mean, if he actually did this shit, Killed two of his best friends. 100% deserves life in prison. That's that's not even a debate. Death penalty, I don't know. That's that's something that, you know, people would have to, you know, jump in. Family members have to say, hey, no, yes, blah, blah, blah. That's a weird situation to be in, though. Uh, so, as I reported in the last episode, 6-9, you know, announced his comeback. He said he's the, he's the king of New York, this and that. Well, whenever he says something, uh, unfortunately, people fall for the bait for the most part uh, i remember when he was going back and forth with low dirk about album sales and now low dirk is literally the hottest artist out 
So he's not really attacking Lil Durk anymore. He's kind of just left that alone because Lil Durk proved that, hey, I'm way hotter than you. You ain't shit. Um, so Durk has proved that because I remember when 6ix9ine would drop that, you know, when he came back from getting released in 2020 and then dropped that uh, a Nicki Minaj record went number one and then sold. I don't know how much he sold, but it wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of sales. He was like trolling Dirk and saying, you ain't selling shit either. But now Dirk is actually selling and actually killing it. So I doubt he's going to go that route again. But Fabio Foreign seemingly responded to what 6ix9ine said. He said in a tweet, Fabio Foreign said this, five billboards in Times Square, top five songs in New York on Apple at once, and articles in both Daily News and New York Times. Don't ever let that guy say he's the king of the city. So obviously that's, you know, that's shots at 6ix9ine. What does uh, six nine do? He he goes, uh, he goes, you know, one notch lower. He tries to antagonize, like kind of you know, piss off Fabio. Six nine responded on Instagram in the comments to the post and said, "Didn't his best friend just get shot in his head a month ago? He's worried about billboards in Times Square." A bunch of laughing emojis. Now, if you guys don't know, T dot Wu, who created the signature Wu Walk, was shot in February first in. Canarsie, near the intersection of East 98th Street and Avenue L, and transported to the Brookdale Hospital where he died. Um, basically, T. Wu was close with Fabio, so he's saying, listen, you got a friend that died, and now you're over here, instead of you know worrying about your friend and all that, you're over here talking about being the king of New York. See, that, that, that's what I mean, is like you feed in, you, you, you respond to him essentially, he responds in a lower, you know, way, you know, and that, that I, you know, I don't know how Fabio is going to respond to that. Is he going to respond to that? Is he going to ignore it? You know, this is a great way to get 6ix9ine to get buzz again. So I want to respond to 6ix9ine. Let him claim he's the king of New York. What proves that you're the king of New York in today's time, I think, is obviously sales, relevance, all that. I mean, we're not talking all-time king of New York. We're talking king of New York right now. I know in my last video I mentioned King of New York, but I'm just talking about right now, today's generation. All time, you could debate that. Me personally, it's 50 Cent. I think he's the GOAT, King of New York. But you know me, I'm a 50 Cent bias person. So I'm honest though. You know, at least with 50, I'm honest. You guys throw me, hey, 50 this, 50 that. I'm honest, okay? I am honest. His acting is garbage, in my opinion, for the most part. It's not that good. Um, and 50 has, and we'll talk about 50's rapping abilities. Because speaking of rapping abilities, the game. So we've talked about the game damn near every episode because game has been um, basically going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth about Eminem, about challenging him. Then he actually sends some shots at uh, 50 in this one. So let's let me play first. Game decided to appear on a new TV show hosted by Just Blaze which was interesting. And on the show, he basically revealed why he challenged Eminem to versus. He said, listen, I, I wanted to challenge 50, but 50 Cent doesn't have the rapping ability like me. So who else am I going to get? The guy that's, you know, his friend, Eminem. Now, I'm going to play the clip, and then I'll give you guys my opinion put up here where he's like this rap god but when dissected by myself i don't feel like he's a better rapper than me and so that's all i was saying now for me to you know really take a shot at him like that doesn't it doesn't sit well with people 
because to them, he's a rap god. I just feel like a rap god where? Like, I don't feel how I feel. Uh, I mean, and I did, at one point, I did, because I was signed to Aftermath, and I'm loyal, mm. until I became a vet and a legend in this game. And so now, this game today, and M today, today, fuck the documentary, fuck every album and everything that I've ever put out up until this day. Fuck everything that you did, and I don't care if you're richer, and I don't care if you got more plaques, and I don't care who thinks you're great, nigga, I'm better today. And if I'm not, get up, and let's rap. Let's rap. That's all I want to do is rap. I ain't come here to fight, I ain't come here to do nothing, but let's rap. You did it with MGK, why not do it with me? They, you did it with Mariah Carey, you did it with Nick Cannon. <laughs> And, and I mean, no, I'm just, these but are the people. This is what I'm trying to figure out, because I didn't, because I didn't, see, all I saw was like random, you know, like headlines. Of right. I didn't dive into it at all. Why am, like, what was the you origin? You know of, why? Yeah. Because 50 can't rap. And so I got to go and level up and challenge the better rapper. That's yeah. why. And not to take nothing away from what 50 doing. He can see it and tweet it, but he know I'm going to respond. Or yeah. he can go rap about it, but he going to lose that battle. So it's like, he can do whatever he want. And again, there's no um, 2005, 2006 animosity towards 50. Like he do, I watch Power, but I'm a, and nobody really takes shots at Eminem off this preconceived notion that he's better than everybody. Mm. Well, I want action mm. and I want it today. And if you are a rapper or a rap God, if God could, God, like God, the word God, we throw it around so loosely, but if we really talking about God, God controls everything. So if you are a rap God, control me. Put me, put me down, put me in my place, let me know. Cause if he out raps me, I'ma feel like shit, all right? He got it. Because out of, out of, out, and, and, and this is, I'm talking about Hove and Nas. I'm talking about Takeover and Ether. One of them has to feel like they won. I'm not saying, I'm not giving my opinion. I'm just saying th them two. Right. Somebody knows who got the edge a little bit and the Takeover was amazing and Ether was amazing. I'm just saying, let's have our moment or I'ma have it by myself. And so, that's the part that caught my attention out of all this is let's have our moment or else I'm going to have it by myself. Meaning, hey, the diss track is coming regardless whether Eminem responds or not. Now, what, what, what game said in this, I, to a certain extent, agree with. And I know people are just immediately going to comment right now and attack me. Whatever, I don't care. Um, I agree because it's just a rap battle. If it's a rap battle, that's what hip-hop was birthed on. Rap battles, MCs going back and forth. If that's what it is, and it doesn't get too disrespectful, which I know some people are saying game can get too disrespectful. Hell, even Eminem can get too disrespectful. I think as long as kids, like Haley isn't brought into it, games kids isn't brought into it, um, stuff like that. Like, if you're just talking like, like, hey, M, you're a white boy. The reason why you sold records is because you're white. Stuff like that, bars that this, like that, stuff that isn't, like, really personal. I'm for it. Um... The thing about it is, is does game write his own stuff? A lot of people have been saying he doesn't write his own stuff. That's debatable. I don't know. Um, but him saying 50 can't rap. A lot of people, when I commented on the post that we posted on our Instagram, Diverse Mentality, um, I commented saying, I would like to see game and Eminem more than I would like to see 50 and game go back and forth at it. 50 didn't really entertain the game when they were beefing, beefing, whatever. I mean, 50 dropped like one or two diss tracks, I think. I'm not rich, I'm still lying, and I think one more track. So 50 didn't really entertain game at the time. And I think there's multiple reasons for that. One game bar for bar is better than 50. 
50s even admitted that. So I know when people people are going to comment and be like, yo, 50 this, 50 that. 50s even said, game as a rapper can rap his ass off, but he can't write songs to save his life. He said that multiple, there's like 90 million interviews where he says that. So 50 even acknowledges game is a great rapper, but he can't write great hooks. He can't write great songs. There's a difference between the two. Like look at all these battle rappers, amazing battle rappers can roast the shit out of you to the next oblivion, but can they write hit records? No, it's just not in their DNA. It is what it is. Now 50, he has moments where he can rap. Don't get that twisted. He's had moments where he can rap, but 50 is more of a songwriter. He's not like a bar for bar rapper. That's just never really been 50 anymore. I mean, at the early days, yeah, you could argue, give it your try trying here and there. He's had records here and there where it's like, damn, he can spit. But for the most part, he's not. You know, he's not a battle rapper. So game and Eminem makes more sense. Now, in terms of star power, Eminem is, you know, it's really hard to match Eminem's star power. Like you would have to, you know, it would have to be Jay-Z. It would have to be somebody that's, you know, so high up there to battle Eminem where it'd be equal. That's... You know, we're never going to see that. We're not going to see. We're never going to see Eminem, and Jay Z go at it, or Eminem and Kanye, or whoever's like on that tier, that God tier of rap. Um, in terms of star power, I know you guys are going to comment and be like, "Ah, oh, but Kanye doesn't write his own shit." You know what I mean? Star power, star ability, star power, which is something that that plays a huge role in whether you win or not, whether people want to admit it or not. You could out rap somebody, but if you have better star power, you win. Prime example: Joe Budden and Drake. Joe Budden destroyed the shit out of Drake. Drake just has more star power, so it never mattered. Um, so with this game situation, star power, Eminem wins. And no matter what game does, bar for bar, most people are going to think Eminem won for the most part because he has more star power. Now, that's not to say Eminem can destroy, can't destroy him. He can't. Eminem can destroy pretty much anybody he wants to, um, bar for bar. And I, I, the reason why I won is because what it does, it's iron sharp, sharpens iron. Eminem gets motivated again because... When Eminem went with MGK and responded back to all the people criticizing him, he dropped, in my opinion, the best album he's dropped since Recovery. So since 2010, Kamikaze, to me, was the best Eminem album released since 2010, Eminem's Recovery. Because it it, it, light, it lighted a spark under Eminem's ass, and Eminem was like, man, fuck all these people criticizing me. Let me drop some shit and address all these. And that album, to me, I still bump it to this day. It's one of my favorites from Eminem. Um, but you know, that what eight years went by before he finally dropped an album that I liked. I know people are going to be like, ah, I'm marshmallows LP two, all these other albums. I didn't like those albums. Revival marshmallows LP two. They're all right. You know, um, but Kamikaze was straight fire. So that's my point is it, it ignites a new life in these artists because they've been doing it for so long. They eventually get bored. So that's what I like about battle. Now, when it gets disrespectful, it gets into street shit, you're dissing dead people, and you're, you know, that's corny. I don't like that. So game and Eminem going back and forth at it would be interesting, would be fun. Should Eminem respond? I don't know. A lot of people are saying Eminem's too big to respond. You know, Jay's a big man. Jay's too big to respond. I'm a big, you know, 50. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think Eminem should respond just for the fun of it. A lot of people are saying it's going to help game's career. I doubt it, man. I think Eminem responding is not going to boost game sales, 100,000 copies, and all of a sudden, game's going to be the hottest artist ever. That's not going to happen. Um, so I, I want to see it personally. I like the, w the way game addressed this. He's like, Eminem, you know, he's a rap god. If you're a god, you know, then, you know, control me, but you can't control me, you know, stuff like that. So 
I'm glad somebody is saying something towards Eminem and not being so scared to say something. There's nothing wrong with battling a rapper. Um, you know, and Eminem is not, you know, somebody who's not touchable. Like, diss him, whatever. If Eminem responds, cool. Uh, Jay-Z, diss him. Nobody's, like, untouchable here. It's not like, now, do they respect them? You should respect them, period. Respect Eminem, respect Jay-Z, respect Kanye, respect 50, respect these high-tier artists. You have to respect them because of what they've done. But to not ever be able to want to battle them because, because of what they've done, that doesn't matter, I think, in my opinion. I think it's part of the culture. I saw one person respond like, hey, we don't want to hear 40-year-olds rap battling. Man, what's wrong with that? Why, why does hip-hop have this like age limit of what artists can do? Like They're rappers. They're here to entertain us. They're here to give us great music. A rap battle would be entertaining. We would like it. There's nothing wrong with that. So um, I, I agree with him saying, though, 50 can't rap because 50 bar for bar, you know, if Game actually doesn't write his own shit, um, then it's different. But if Game actually writes his own shit, Bar for bar, game can destroy 50. I think bar for bar, game is just a better battle rapper. Now, can game write hit records like 50? No. 50 wanted to, he can write a hit record right now and a skyrocket and he'd be back on the charts. He just doesn't care about music anymore. So, continuing on, uh, I'll keep my eye on that. I'm sure game is going to release a diss track eventually this month. So, we'll keep our eye on that. Continuing on, Jam Master J's alleged killer once murder charges dropped over unjust delay this is some crazy shit so as you guys know uh jam master j's killers were found uh i believe i don't remember when but basically 20 years later so let's go over the article the man accused of killing run dmc legend jam master j almost 20 years ago is demanding the murder charges be dropped claiming the government violated his constitutional right to due process by dragging their feet in the case in a motion filed in new york federal court on monday april 11th Carl Jordan Jr. argued that argued the almost two decades long delay in hauling him to court has left him unable to properly defend himself against the charges. He points to cell phone records that would support his alibi no longer being available. Uh, Carl Jordan Jr. has due process rights that must be respected and enforced and hauling him into court and forcing him to defend himself against a murder that happened decades ago is neither fair nor just, Jordan's attorney attorney wrote per billboard. Jordan was arrested and charged uh, with a long unsolved murder of Jam Master Jay in August 2020 alongside another suspect, Ronald Washington. Prosecutors believe the two men are responsible for fatally shooting uh, the producer DJ in his Jamaica Queens studio on October 30th, 2002 over a cocaine deal gone bad. However, in Monday's motion, Jordan argued the government had collected evidence against Washington as early as 2008 and willingly waited years before filing charges over Jam Master Jay's murder. This is not a cold case where the government has just identified the perpetrator of an old crime, his lawyers added. Instead, this is an instance where the government unfairly delayed the timing of its charging decision in a reckless disregard for Mr. Jordan's rights. Elsewhere in the motion, uh, in the motion Jordan requested his case be made separate from Washington's, arguing that statements he made about the shooting might be used against Jordan in the trial. Both men have pleaded not guilty and will not receive the death penalty if convicted. Um, so he's basically saying that you, you, you motherfuckers took forever. You guys had evidence in 2008 to get me. You guys didn't. So if you can prove that somehow, um, I don't know. You might have a, you might have a, a case, a point here, but... 
you know, initially when I read the headline, I was like, what? He's basically mad they haven't charged him over all these years. It took him forever, and that's why he wants he wants to uh, have the murder charges drop. It's like, yeah, you didn't catch me all these years. It's too late, bitch. Drop the charges. That's basically what I thought he was saying, but he said since 2008. That would be, what, he got killed in 2002? That would be six years after? Um, yeah, if they had if they have evidence in 2008, you know, he's got a point there. So, I don't know. We'll keep our eye on that. Uh, speaking of Jam Master Jay, his mentor, uh, the person that he mentored, 50 Cent, says he's trying to buy Power Universe from stars. Uh, he actually just recently posted on Instagram, so let me go. He's been having issues with stars, and, you know, they 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 halted, you know, because 50 has a renewal deal for stars contract. They halted the release of the upcoming stars shows because 50 likes to release them back-to-back. Let's just say one show ends, which is Force right now is playing, which is the Tommy one. Another one would start right after that one ends. But because of the deal not going the right way, they are halting it for another six months after Force, the Tommy show, ends. 50 doesn't like that. He's like, you guys are just causing more problems, things to be left behind. So he said, uh, this is what he said. Uh, Everybody ready to work? I'm trying to buy my universe back from stars so it goes wherever I go. Only five months left in my deal, and I'm not on the air for six months. We out. He then continued and said, I will keep you posted. Catch the latest episode of Force. This technically could be just promotion for 50 and the show, you know, to create controversy. I don't know. With 50, sometimes you can't even tell if it's real. Um, but, yeah, if he, if he if stars isn't doing right by him and he, you know, manages to buy that out and take it to a whole new network, it'll perform the same it'll perform if not better like if it goes to hbo which is a bigger network than stars they'll put more money behind it it'll grow even bigger you know it just depends on where he takes it and i'm sure hbo would take it because they're like why the fuck would we let stars our competitor or any other competitor take these hit shows because they are hit shows they're performing amazing so i think hbo would give them the bag give 50 the bag they take the show over there um yeah we'll keep our eye on this and you know um i'm doing a documentary on 50s upcoming uh, his his success in the TV world from transitioning music to TV world. So that's going to be coming soon, probably in May or June. Um, this was crazy. I wanted to talk about this. This was just like interesting. So Joe Budden uh, was recently on a podcast. And on that podcast, he revealed something that I thought was, whoa, like if this would have happened, this would probably would have been better. He basically revealed that on everyday struggle, academics wasn't supposed to be the original co-host. So, you know, that prompted me to look into it. And I was like, man, who who the hell were they thinking to go with instead of academics? You know, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, me would be the best one, obviously, because I'm the greatest of all time. We know that. Uh, who else? Like, who would you think? You know, I was thinking, thinking, thinking. I was like, then it came out that Joe Budden revealed that hip-hop journalist Elliot Wilson. If you guys don't know who Elliot Wilson is, he's an OG, man. He's always shown me love, at least. Um, he ran Rap Radar. He's, he used to work at XXL. I would love to get him on the podcast here eventually. Uh, just a great guy, man. Overall, great guy. He's an OG in the game. Uh, I look up to him. You know, Whenever he, he uh, shows love, I appreciate it a lot. But basically, he said, everyday struggle is supposed to be me and Elliot Wilson. And we would look for a moderator. That's what was supposed to happen. 
However, Elliot Wilson, who joined Title as an edit- editorial director of culture and content in early 2017 and headed up XXL Magazine and Rap Writer before that, pulled out before the show got off the ground, leaving Complex to search for a suitable replacement. He said, then Elliot called me and was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it, Joe. I got an offer over here. I'm living over here. I think I'm pulling out of uh, pulling out, out of respect for you. I'm letting you know, button added. Then it was like, okay, we have we have a, now we have a genius concept, but these shows are personality based, and that's a chemistry thing. When you have to search for chemistry, you are in a bl- you are in a blind. So Noah, at Complex, he was like, all right, I'm just start I'm gonna just start bringing some people in, and we'll start looking at some people. And AK was one of those people. Button admitted that he didn't warm to academics when they first met, but he knew the friction between them would make for great entertainment. Over time, though, his opinion of the blogger slash social media personality has changed. As soon as he left, I said, he's it. That's the one button remembered. I didn't know much about him. I knew he had a following. I knew they were big on him, but I didn't know him. I didn't like him, and that was perfect. This is a hit. We out now. It's not. Um, I don't like him personally, but some of his hip-hop shit that he's on, I don't know. So, yeah. I, you know, the academics and Joe Budden thing was cool. Don't get me wrong. That was great. But Elliot would have been, Elliot is more of an OG, and he would have been able to, because he vouches for the new generation too. He doesn't care about the, you know, he doesn't hate on the new generation. He's well, you know, well, he's an OG, but he's well like versed on the new generation. He supports the new generation. Meanwhile, Joe Budden, you know, he supports the new generation, but he's more like, I've, I don't like these clowns basically. So it would have been interesting. It would have been more of a detailed argument because they both know their history better than academics. Um, that's why for me, it would have been a, a dope argument. I mean, Joe Budden would have yelled on my ear like fucking crazy. I would have yelled right back at him. You know, don't get this podcast twisted. I'm chill here. But if, you know, we get into debates. If you saw when Sean was here as my co-host, you know, I would start ramping it up and get angry at debates. And initially, that's what I was going to do with this podcast. I was going to make it a debate show, but then I was like, you know, the problem with that is, is, you know, you have to deal with, you know, like I knew me and Sean would be great uh, people to like have chemistry and debate with because I met him a long time ago and I knew, you know, it would be a great debate kind of thing. But the problem with it is, is uh, the business aspect is what gets mixy, you know, and that's why the everyday struggle thing didn't work. You have to, both people have to be on a vision and execute on that vision perfectly and not get greedy, if that makes sense. Now, I'm not saying this has nothing to do with Sean. I'm not saying Sean did this. I'm not saying any of that. Don't get it twisted. Sean did not do any of this. I'm just saying we didn't agree on the business side of things, of how things were supposed to be handled. We just didn't agree. Um, and, you know, things like that happen. But initially, I never planned on this podcast to ever be a debate show. So when he came in and then it started turning into a debate show, um, you know, I didn't want it to be that. I kind of wanted it to be more of a news show, a debate show. There's a lot of debate shows out there. And a debate show, you got to find the right person. Obviously, business, it just takes a lot more. Vito is technically a co-host, but he's not. You know, he knows about hip-hop, but not, like, very detailed like me. Like me, this is my whole life. I've been doing this since, like, eight years old. So, like, it's different. You know, Vito, he's he likes hip-hop. But he's not like, hey, I know everything about hip-hop, like me. Like, I don't know everything, obviously. I'm not saying I know every single thing. I'm just saying I'm more well-versed than I'm in it daily. It's my job, literally. So it's like, you know, it's different. With him, you know, he's in it here and there. He likes talking about it. He likes listening to hip-hop, obviously all that. But 
he's not well versed. So he's like a co-host, but he's there for comedic relief. He's there for me to bounce ideas off of. He's there for me to, um, you know, just give out ideas and he can kind of throw back, you know, things here and there, you know, like Joe, Joe Rogan on his podcast. You guys seen Joe Rogan's podcast, the guy that's in the background scene. Sometimes he jumps in and says something. Um, that's the kind of, uh, thing that I was going for with that. I never really wanted it to be a debate show, you know, um, that would be something if I ever explored down the line, it'd be like, a that would be a totally different show. It wouldn't be called the diverse mentality podcast. It would be called, um, angry mentality or some shit debate mentality or some, some crazy name, you know, um, to it. So that would have been crazy though. Joe Budden, Elliot Wilson, that would have been, I would have watched the shit out of that. Uh, I want to talk about Benzino quick. I know he's in the headlines right now about a lot of crazy things. I'm not going to talk about those things. I'm going to talk about the business, the parts that he fucked up in business that a lot of people fuck up in. Um, he revealed Benzino revealed that, you know, Benzino at one point and, uh, his partner, at one point, owned the Source magazine. The Source magazine at one point was the biggest like shit. Like if you get five mics on the Source, you are the greatest legendary rapper of all time. Uh, he got offered Benzino at the prime of the Source. He got offered fifty-five million buyout from Bob Johnson, who I don't, if I remember correctly, is BT founder Bob Johnson. So he got offered fifty-five million from the BT founder, him and his partner. Um, they ultimately declined that deal. They wanted like $80 million. But the reason why, Benzino says, is because uh, his partner took out a loan, a business loan, of like $30 million or $25 million. And the interest rate on it was insane. But they needed that business loan to obviously grow the company. And they owed a lot of money on that. you know, And they couldn't get that money back you know, and owe it in the proper time. They're facing like legal issues, and then at one point they had to pay like seven hundred thousand a month to pay it off. So they were like in a bad situation. Usually, when you're in this type of situation, you want to sell the company or you want to you want to find a way to get a lot of money quick. And that's what people usually do: is sell the company. So they talked to the BT founder, fifty-five million. He basically said, "This is what Benzino said." He wrote it on a piece of paper, folded it up, left it on the table, and said, "Hey, I'm gonna leave the office. You guys are gonna look at this piece of paper." decide when I come back, I'm not negotiating to either yes or no, we're done. They look at the paper, they decide we don't want to take 55 million. We wanted about 80. The reason why they wanted 80 is because like I said, they owed 30 million. By the time all the lawyer fees, all the other stuff gets settled out, they said they would probably walk away with like three to 4 million in their pocket, which is a lot of money, but you know, to do a deal for 55 million and only walk away with 3 million, 4 million, maybe max, that's not good. The numbers there aren't good. Um, so they declined it. And Benzino says that was arguably the worst decision of his life because ultimately what happened, and this is when you don't know business, they, they brought on new investors. Those investors own more majority of the company. So they, they took on the board. Once you take on the board, you can kick out. If you all unanimously vote, unanimously vote, you can kick out the owners, the original founders, if they don't own a certain percentage. So that's what they did. They, they kicked out Benzino. They kicked out his partner. And there you go. Now they don't have shit. They started Hip Hop Weekly, the next magazine. And he said it, it did all right. It, it did enough to keep the bills, you know, afloat. But he regressed that. You know, that's, that's what happens when you don't know business. Magic Johnson revealed just recently that he, he regrets not taking a Nike stock options deal. Basically, Nike, back in the, whatever, the 70s or 80s, whenever Magic Johnson was playing basketball, I don't remember exactly. Um, Nike offered to do a deal with him and they offered him stocks. 
Magic Johnson said, I don't know what the fuck stocks were at the time. So instead, he went to Converse, did a deal with them, and they paid up front money. He regretted it, obviously, because he said that stocks, those stocks today would have been worth $5.3 billion. Yes, with a B, billion dollars. So that's my point, is if you don't own business, you're confused about something, learn, like I said earlier in the podcast, contracts, read them, stuff like that. Um, I don't want to get too preachy, obviously, but I like to help as much as I can with people. I know they ask me, a lot of people DM me questions, this and that. Um, you know, make sure you just read your stuff, man. Make sure you know what you're getting into. I've been offered deals of buying out diverse mentality from record labels. I didn't want to. Read the deals, corny deals. I've been have I've dealt with a lot of paperwork and shit like that with deals and companies. So uh, that's just a crazy story. $55 million, turned it down, didn't walk away with any money at the end of the day. So... Uh, Billboard Hot 100. Let's get into it. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, as it was, Harry Styles' new debut. Debuted at number one. That's crazy. Let's see if it stays there because a lot of these debuts usually don't. Uh, Heat Waves, number two, Glass Animals. Big Energy Lotto, number three, stayed at number three. That's dope. Uh, the Kid Leroy, Justin Bieber, stay number four. Enemy, Imagine Dragons, and J.I.D., number five. Super Gremlin, Kodak Black, number six. Actually going down a couple slots. Peaked at number three, and it's been going down. Uh, number seven, Ghost, Justin Bieber. Number eight, Woman Doja Cat. Number nine, ABCDFU, Gail. Uh, number 10, That's What I Want, Lil Nas X. Let's go through these. Um, one right now, Post Malone Weekend, number 19. I Hate You, Scissor, number 24. Pushing P, Gunna, Future, Young Thug, number 25. Sweetest Pie, Megan Thee Stallion, Dua Lipa, number 30. In My Head, Lil TJ, number 33, debut. That's probably a TikTok smash. Um, oh my God, what happened to Verge? Number 41 went down a couple slots, but he just dropped the music video for that. So it's probably going to go back up. Uh, let's see. Aha, Lil Dirk, number 55. Nail Tech, Jack Harlow, number 58. Broadway Girls, Lil Dirk, Morgan Wallen, number 60. Mirror Something, Narda Wick, Lil Baby Future, number 62. Freaky Deaky, Tiger Doja Cat, number 65. Went up a couple slots. I'm just thinking with my dick. Number 67, Kevin Gates going down. Do we have a problem? Nicki Minaj's little baby, number 68. Stick, J.I.D., J. Cole, Kenny Mason, Sheck West. I'm sure this is from the uh, Dreamville Project. Number 71, debut. Gucci Mane, Lil Dirk, Rumors, number 74. Banking on Me, Gunna, number 78. P-Power, Gunna Drake, number 79. Makeup Sex, Machine Gun Kelly, Black Bear, number 80. Petty 2, Lil Dirk, Future, number 83. I hate young boy re-entry at number eighty-four. Um, by your side, Rod Wave number ninety-five. Four K Trey Baby NBA Young Boy debut number ninety-six. City of Gods Fabio Foreign Kanye West Alicia Keys number ninety-seven re-entry. Blood all on it. Money got blood all on it. Gucci Man Key Glock Young Dolph number ninety-eight debut. Money so big, yeet number 100. Yeah, that City of God is 504 and Kanye West, Alicia Keys would have been way bigger with Pop Smoke. It's been staying at like the 90s for a while, so hopefully it blows up bigger than that. But I'm hearing his album's great. I need to listen to it still. I heard a couple tracks that are pretty good. One of them samples uh, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, Say My Name. So I heard that record. That was pretty dope. Um, that's it for this episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast, number 134. Remember this upcoming Saturday, April 16th, I'm going live on the main YouTube channel to celebrate the five-year anniversary of diverse mentality so join uh love to have you guys there i might do a giveaway i don't know we're trying to figure out something maybe but yeah join us we'll have some fun 
react to things, whatever you guys want us to do. We'll chill with you guys. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for everything else. Stream us, Spotify, Deezer, Pocket Cast, all that YouTube. You already know the deal. Have an amazing night, day, whenever you're listening to this. And peace.